0: Okay, so we're holding on Kufay Omad Beys, the Mishnah. So, in the last Mishnah, we mentioned the Shi'urim for sewing and tearing. And as Toysav said, there was an introduction for this Mishnah. One who tears the clothing because he is angry. Or Valmese for someone who passed away, he does Kriya. Or, these are just two examples. But anyone else who does the mulacha and it's damaging, it's not a isudiri rice, it's only a isudiri bona. However, if you're ruining something, but the intention is to fix it, to make it better, for example, as we said before, you're tearing it with the intention to sew it, then she the measurement is the size is the same amount that it would be in order to fix it if you did that size when you ruined it with the intention to fix it then you have if you tore a clothing the size of two stitches then you have okay now it's as if another mishnah. One, one second are we talking about you tearing to fix it today while you tearing it to fix it tomorrow makes no difference because if you do it today, then you're doing twice. Fine, fine. Either way, either you're doing two molachis or one malachis. it makes no difference. Okay, so just the theory. Correct. Okay. Then the Mishnah goes on to other molachis. Sheared Hamalabin. what's the size of bleaching wool? Ve'amena'pes, combing it, ve'atzeve'yat, dyeing it, ve'atayvah, spinning it. All the above, all these molachis with wool, once it was sheared already. The size of a a double sit which means basically the size, the the space between your thumb and your index finger which is double of the size between your index finger and your middle finger. So it's a double sit and that's the, the minimum, the minimal significant size of a wool thread. Now, we mentioned in the last mission that weaving is, your chai when you wove two threads, now what's the length? What's the length of the, of, in other words, if you look at the width of the clothing, how much of the two threads do you have to weave? Do you have to weave the whole length of the clothing that you're planning to weave? No. There, if you wove it, even just one sit, the space between you, your index finger and your middle finger, if you if you wove that length of two threads, that's already high. Fine. Okay. Fine. Since the Gemara, I guess the Mishnah pushed off saying the length of weaving till it said the shear of sit. So you know how to compare the two. You'll remember that here it's two sit and here's only one sit. Right? Fine. It says the Gemara Viraminu. Our Mishnah said that if you tear something because you're angry, you're potter. But I have a Braiss which contradicts that, both details. Tearing when you're angry and tearing for someone who passed away. Viraminu akiria bechamasi be'eveli v'almei One who tears when he's angry or when he's mourning someone who passed away, be'eveli almese, he's mourning someone who passed away, khayyiv. And then the B'raisa adds another interesting detail, although he's doing Chilol Shabbos by doing this Kriya, yotzei day Kriya, on Sunday or Amot Shabbos, he doesn't need to do another Kriya, he just leaves that Kriya just the way it is. It's another question why. We always know that a mitzvah doesn't count, but here it does count for whatever reason. It sounds like the point is not that you have to tear, but that your clothing has to be torn. And therefore, that's as if like a separate thing than the Avera, and therefore you're of the Kriya. Fine. But what's to, to us is that it's contradicting our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said that if you tear it not to fix, you tear it just to destroy, even if it's for someone who passed away or for anger, then a person is potter. And in the Brai's says that he's Hayif. Okay, so the Gemara is focusing now on someone who passed away. Let's ignore anger, yeah? Says the Gemara, like Kasher, there's no contradiction. How amazed the day! amazed the alma! If it's talking about a regular person who passed away, a person has no of to tear to make kriya for him. He's just sad, and therefore he's tearing his clothing. Then he's to He didn't help anything. However, if it's someone who is relative that he has to mourn, then he has to tear. So then tearing is doing something productive. And therefore, he's so think Says, how could you say that our mission is talking about a random person who passed away? It says, his mace. It must be his relative. Says, so what are you right? It could be that it's his relative. It's a relative that he's not to do Avelus for. It's his cousin. It's his uncle. It's someone who he's who he sad that he passed away. But there's no chiyuv and therefore, although he's tearing it with genuine pain, but no, it's not—it's not cold fixing, Fine. Says so the One second, one second, one second. Let me just clarify what's going on over here. If this person who passed away was a talmud chacham, chiyuv Michai, then everyone has to do kriya for them. The tani as it says, chacham shemayz hakel kriyav. A a wise man, a Rav, a who passed away. Everyone is considered his relative. Says the Gemara, Hakkel Kroivov. So Kalei the Chosan, his relative, everyone gets the Yerushin from him. Everyone, what do you mean they're all his relative? Says the Gemara, Aleima, Hakkel Kikroivov. Everyone has to behave as if they're his relative because he, they they all owe him. He he preserved Tayra, he delivered Tayra, and therefore they all have to mourn him. Which means, Hakkel Kayra Nalav. Everyone has to tear the clothing. Hakul In those days when they used to do kriya first for someone who they must mourn, like a father or mother, those other things, and they would uh, take out their arm. They would like uh, they would tear in a way that they basically their shoulder and their arm was exposed. Right? It already mentions in the Rishon that we stopped doing that. But uh, that that was the minute. So to that extent, you have to do for a chacham and everyone they used to, they're supposed to give a ooval a special su'udah uh, that doesn't belong to him that people give him a su'udah that he comes back home after the after the Levaya. so really everyone should be doing that everyone should be getting a, a donated a, a, a donated meal because everyone has to act as if it's their carve so therefore if this person who passed away in this Mishnah, was a Chacham, then it's still considered something constructive because he's supposed to he's supposed to tear. Now, not only that, If he is a, a, a kosher Jew, a, a well behaved Jew, yeah, Then he also has to tear and he has to mourn. The Tanyas it says. When the imam, why? One of the reasons that it could happen that a person's children pass away when they're young, which then they pass away because of the parents' averages, not because of their own kosher. So the simple translation as we read it now is that they wish to, wants to cause him to cry for a kosher Jew who passed away. Says the Gemara, what's going on over here? In order that he should pass away, they're taking a mashkin, a, a, what do you call it? A, um, no, uh, a mashkin. I forgot the English word for it. And a pawn. They, they, are they pawning his, his children in order that they, they should that they, they should cry the next time someone passes away? You don't do that. So that's the Gemara. No. You have, have to reword the Mishnah. It's a it's a punishment for the fact that in the past there was someone kosher that passed away and he did not mourn him. <laughs> Whoever mourns someone who is kosher, <laughs> then they they forgive him on all of his invaders because of the fact that he gave comment to this kosher where the were the yid who did mitzvahs. So <laughs> Our mission must be talking about the this yid. Was not a kosher Jew, he was a balaverus. Now, if he was standing there while the person was passing away, when it's a non-kosher Jew, a Jew who did a lot of Averys. And he was there while he was passing away. He must hear. Let's let's wait till we finish this. The when a person stands near someone who passes away while he's passing away, he must hear. What is this compared to? The safer Torah, a Yid, a Bala is, is considered the safer Torah. And therefore, when he's passing away, when his Neshama goes away, it's like a safer Torah being burnt. And actually, says because every Yid has Torah and mitzus, And therefore, every Yid who passes away, no matter how much of a Bala he is, he's a safer Torah. And therefore, when a person is standing there while it's happening, he must mourn. So it must be So our Mishnah is talking about someone who heard that a Russia passed away and it wasn't there. And he was so sad that a Jew passed away and he tore his clothing. So then he is potter. However, if it was a Russia, but he was there, it was a kosher Jew, but he wasn't, and he wasn't there even. Then he would be haif because he's doing something constructive. Now, how does this all apply to halacha? So, it's not so clear. It doesn't. It's definitely an adam kosher. So it sounds like that the, the halacha is that it's not that he has to tear for an adam kosher, is that he should be sad for an adam kosher. And therefore, if he expressed that by tearing his clothing, it's still considered a right and productive thing, and therefore he will be chayim. Um, okay, regarding uh, Chacham, uh, let me just see one second. Uh, let's bring this out. Yes, yeah, so the Mechaber says that he should tear for him, unless he himself is a Talmud Chochem. And the Ramah says that he doesn't have to tear for Radam Koshy, he has to just cry, and Amimus Abel. In a Chochem or a Talmud Chochem, then it says you should tear, but then the Ramah says no. Lepoil the Minagiyah, that only if it's his Rebbe, that's when you tear for him, but not uh, not if it's any other Talmud Chochem. As a question, according yeah. to the opinion that let's say for Adam Kasher, a person does not have to tear, yeah, but is allowed to tear or should tear, is that a problem? A tearing clothes that you don't that a person does not have to tear is destroying something that will see soon. As long as you if you destroy something for a good purpose, it's not called Baltashness, even there, even I saw the mitzvah, yeah, as long as it's for productive purpose. Now, this okay. last halacha about uh, tearing clothing when you're by when someone who passes away. So, the later Poysikim, says that it was stopped, the practice was stopped for a very simple reason. You want people to visit people that are ill. And if someone is visiting him and he's stuck when he's passing away and he has to tear his clothing, he's going to think twice. And therefore, it was canceled. It was canceled, and I said, no, go ahead, go visit them, and don't worry, you don't have to tear your clothing. It could be also that it became, unfortunately, in most places, maybe in Ashkenaz, there were lots of people passing away from all different situations, and therefore they were making and these things. They didn't, they didn't want people to tear too much of their clothing. I mean, those They were poor, they couldn't afford to tear too many clothing, so it was happening then. Okay, so the point is that whoever tears their clothing when there's something positive to it on Shabbos, then Yischaif, only if he's tearing for a Russia who passed away and he wasn't standing there. That's what our Mishnah is talking about. And I guess it's his relative. That's why it's called Mesa. It's his cousin or his uncle. But he was a Russian and he's sad about it. And he's tearing his clothing. So then he's potter. Then he's potter. Fine. Says the Gemara, okay, very nice. But this only answered tearing for someone who passed away. It didn't answer tearing for anger. This all explains when someone passed away. He still didn't answer the question for anger. That the Mishnah says you're potter, and the Brahisa says you're It says the Gemara chayv. There's no contradiction between anger and anger. There's no contradiction between anger and anger. Let's say tearing for anger is considered the productive thing. Let's leave that aside now, if it is or not, because we're going to discuss it soon. But let's say it's considered the productive thing. But it's not productive in the clothing. It's productive for the person. He let out his anger. So Reb Shimon says, you're potter. Why? Because you don't need the actual action that you're doing. You don't need the tearing. It's, Rebidah says he's chayef. So our Mishnah is Rab Shimon. And the price says, Rabbi Yehuda. Rashi says the same would apply by someone who passed away. Now we don't need the whole, the whole uh, answer we had before. That according to Rabbi Yehuda, he's chayi because it's productive. But according to Rabbi Shimon, it's not productive in the clothing. It's productive in the person. And therefore, it's mulach ha-shayin gufa That's what Rashi says. Fine. And uh, Okay, um, says the Gemara. One second, this is called malacha she'ena tsrichu lugufa, a productive malacha. Not in the object that you're doing the malacha in is productive to tear clothing for anger. Not at all. Says the Gemara. Eimur de'shamesli that Rabbi Yehuda Misa'kin. When did you, when did Rabbi Huda say that you're chayy for malacha that's Ainot tsrichu lugufa if you're doing something productive? The mechalkal, when you're ruining something? Mishavasla, did he ever hear that he says, you're chayiv? Ovin? No. Hanani it's also considered productive. He's calming down his anger. He tears the clothing and he's not angry anymore. So, so it's productive. Says the Gemara, okay. Now there's two Gersoys really in the Gemara over here. There's the old sir. As Rabbi Hanamul brings that the Gemara asks, Hi Tikunohu, is this considered productive? And we're gonna see so why is it not productive? Because you're you it's like Uvidavu You're not helping your Yate so harder when you're calming it down. You're feeding it. You're feeding it. You say, oh, you're right, you're angry, and now you let it out, and now you're calm. Thank you. Yeah you basically putting him in charge. So you're not doing anything constructive. Another gear is, like we have an argument, He says, you know what, it could be considered constructive regarding Shabbos. That's what the Ramam says, he passes that you Yitake is Chayiv, because it is constructive for his Yitzher um, but you're not allowed to do it. And the other example, that the brisah brings, tearing for someone who passed away, which is a mitzvah, is something which you're supposed to do. From the fact that the brisah puts it next to tearing for someone who passed away, sounds like it's a good thing. But it's a bad thing. Unlike today's psychologists say, yeah, you're allowed to be angry, you just don't hurt anyone. The Torah says you're not allowed to. And if you're doing any action to feed that anger, you're basically feeding it. You're basically telling yourself, you know, okay, you... You're right, you have a point. It says the Gemara Kaigav no Mishori. Is that allowed? Vatan, you mean unto Shimon, Rebeshimon, Rebeshimon, the Lord's Rebeshim Hilva Barigra, Shimon says the name of Hilva Barigra, Shamashim Rabihon and Menuri. Hamakarea begot the one who tears his clothing because he's angry. Vamishaber Kalev one who breaks uh, utensils because he's angry. Vamafazir Mois of Bahamose. One who pours out his money because he's angry. He takes his wallet and he just throws it because he's angry. Why? So, um, what's the, what is the Yitzhah telling him? is the one who's being angry, obviously. And you're listening to him. And he's telling you, according to some opinions, he's telling you to ruin something. Although, when he's pouring out his money, maybe he's pouring it out in the street. And therefore, he's like also ruining his possessions. Maybe that's what it means. Or, in a simple understanding, you just, the angers he eats are harder. And he's telling you, do something based on that. And you are listening to him. So it's a small thing, not a big deal. But as a result of that, he's becoming in charge. And tomorrow, I'll tell you other things. Until he you you're going to listen to him because you're putting him in charge. Amar Abi my korah. Which pasuk proves this point? It says, "You should not have in you a getchka. How do you have in you a getchka? And he shouldn't bow down to him. So." Because it's Abu Dazara. You're right, you're right, but the Rebbe used to say kill. And oh, okay. the Rebbe has an explanation why, which is harder than a bit to understand why. Everyone else else doesn't do it. They, they, say, they say without kill. Uh, no, no. If the Rebbe did it, it would okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Fine. So Villay Sishtachra, they kill Nehra, they're not bound down to to Getchke. So Azel kills Zash Yeshbuku Shalodan. What's in you a Getchke? Have you aimer Zayed Sararan? The It's a is the, the Getchka in you. And if you're listening to me, like bowing down to him, yes, my anger, I will follow you. You are angry and you have a point and you're right and I will let it out. Yeah. So you're basically listening to me, putting him in charge. So either this is not a productive thing or it's not, it's at least something which is not permitted. And in the price, it sounds like it's either productive or permitted. How does that fit? Says, We're talking about someone who's not angry. He's pretending to be angry. He's pretending to be angry to, in order that those that are supposed to listen to him should listen to him. Which that's something which you're allowed to do. A, a, a parent to children, a, a master to his servants. He's allowed to show, he should not be angry. But he's allowed to show as if he's angry, in a order. A wife for a husband. If anything, the other way around. But yeah, but uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't say that over here. Um, but uh, it, it it doesn't say that. It says, it says parents par, par, to children, uh, master to, his, uh, to servants. So they can, if they want to, like prove their point and break something. So it sounds like anything more they're allowed to. As you're asking me for, it's not baltashkas because it's productive. It's to show your control in a place that you're supposed to have control. Now, we're going to bring now uh, examples from Amirahim, which they did even more. They were careful that it shouldn't actually be breaking anything. They were careful that they just pretended to break something. What was that? So, Rabbi Yehuda would pretend that he's tearing the clothing, but really he just pulled out threads that were sewing the edge the this the, 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 whatever you call it the the border of a clothing that was was sewing it to the clothing he pulled that out it's easy to fix it's not really ruining the clothing but he made it, I'm tearing the clothing and he tore he knew he was in control so he knew what he was doing and he just tore the seam and that that, that was fine or another example Ra gave Tom money to. He took a broken uh, bowl or something and he smashed it. It was broken already. It was meant to, it was, it was meant for the to go, go figure out after it was broken. He broke it again to prove his point. Now, Shesh Okay, uh, I don't know how to explain this exactly. But he took some herring juice and he poured it on his maid's head. Now, what was he pretending to do? And why was that something not so... <laughs> I don't know exactly how that works. But he took some some herring juice and he poured it on her head. That was how he pretended to be angry. I guess she could wash it off. It wasn't something irreversible. Yeah. Um, ambo would take a cover of a jug, I guess something very cheap, something I guess disposable or something like that, and he would so he would break that. That wasn't considered baltash, I guess, of something not so useful anyways. And he just broke that. Fine. So these are examples of those that didn't even really break anything, but that shows you that the concept of pretending to be angry, for those that you're supposed to instruct, in order that they should they should listen to you, they should obey you, that's allowed, and that's what the Brise is talking about. Either when it says that it's high, or when it compares it to tearing for someone who passed away, fine. Same thing about it. Now that we mentioned about mourning someone kosher. So we're bringing some things about that. One who cries for a kosher Jew who passed away. Hashem counts his tears. And he puts it in his, treasure, in his treasures. It says, My cries, my mourning, you have counted. You counted you put my tears in your in your jug in your in the place that you store these tears literally in your in your in your bookcase but it means also in your again in your counting count my tears fine if you're too lazy and therefore you're not mourning someone, a, a wise man who passed away he is worthy that he should be buried alive. As it says, They buried Yeshua. In the border of his, uh, his portion of land. In the place called Timna Serach, which is the mountain of Ephraim, it's The north side, of a high gosh of a, of a volcano, it sounds like. But I guess there was no volcanoes over there. So why was it called a high gosh? So, just then the mountain stormed on them. And it was like showing them, I shouldn't really tip over you and bury you all because they didn't really mourn you, Yeshua, so well. They didn't, they didn't respect him the way he was supposed to be respected. And they didn't mourn him properly. And uh, therefore, they were worthy that the mountain should just cave in on them. Fine. Amr Abchir barab Abba Marabi Chan called Misatzel Bespedes <laughs> Shel uh, Chocham, who's lazy and he does not mourn a chocham properly, or, or he doesn't doesn't he doesn't mourn him. Enei Marich Yomim, he does not have long life. Mida Keneged Mida. Shenera B'Sasa with the equivalent measurement B'Shalcha Teriveno. Uh, he will fight against it when he's sending it away which means some, since someone did not mourn but someone important that passed away which means he doesn't value a Jew's life then uh, Hashem says okay if you don't value then uh, whatever he won't value him also. Fine. And how could he tell me that they were punished for the fact we just said before that they didn't mourn Yeshua and then you're telling me now that someone who doesn't mourn it's Sadik doesn't have long life but it says in the Pasuk the opposite as long as Yeshua was alive the Eden served Hashem. the whole Askenim and the, all the life of the old people the that old people the the heads of the Eden they had long days after Yeshua they did have long life. So although they didn't mourn him properly, they still have long life. Bavloi, said you Babylonian? Let me answer you. Yomim They had long days. Each day was long, was good, was productive. They didn't have long years. They didn't live a long life. Each day was long. Each day was good. They had a good life. But not so long. He says, what do you mean? When the Torah says that if you follow the Torah, then you and your children will have long days. It only means good days, not long years. says no. bracha When the Torah gives a bracha, any understanding that you may have in these words are included. When the Torah tells a story, then if it's not very explicit, it could be only including one thing, not another thing. Fine. If a family, uh, one of the children, uh, a family member, passes away, then all the brothers should fear. Maybe it's a din on them, maybe it's a din on the family. If it's a group of people that are connected somehow, they're, they're considered one group, and one of them passes away to that, Akola Habura Kula. Amrila, some say this is only talking about the maize Godil. If an adult passed away, I'm sorry, if the older, the oldest of the family passed away, because if the strongest and the oldest was punished, who knows if the rest, uh, what would happen to the rest? But some say the maize cotton It's talking about if the, if a, if a, the, a, the youngest one passed away, because The say that is, by negative things, it starts from the smaller one, and therefore it might be an indication that there's something general happening over here. In other words, people should do tshuva, they shouldn't just be uh, calm and complacent and say, you know, it's only one person, it's an odd one out. No, you never know. You never know what's the reason for it, and therefore, do tshuva and make sure that you don't have any reasons, that a person doesn't have any reasons, that any any punishment should come to him. So we don't hear about tearing when someone is angry, which is not allowed. And, and then there's a question over here whether he's chayiv. So the Pashtaphatan is that if he's actually angry, he's never because he's only doing something negative, because he's giving in to Zarhara and he's giving it power. Um, however, the Ramam holds that he's doing something negative, but he's chayiv according to Rabbi Huda, because at the end of the day he feels good. At the end of the day, he calmed down his Yitzhara. Yes, it was something negative. Yes, he gave in and he gave him power, but he feels good. And therefore, he's is chayev, according to Rabbi and according to Rabbi Shiba, for sure, he'll be potter, because he doesn't need the actual tear. Then, according, not according to Ram, or, or at least uh, uh, according to the tract in the Bryce, it sounds like it's, a, it's a, something which is allowed to do, to tear when someone is angry, but it's clearly not allowed. So the Gemara explains we're talking about someone who pretends to be angry in order to to instruct in order to guide those who he's meant those who who who, who he is meant to guide. So he pretends to be angry, and for that, according to a lot of Rishonim, he's allowed to actually tear and break things because it's for a positive reason. So he's allowed to do it, or at least in the example that the Gemara brought, when he's pretending to break, yeah, he's pretending to be angry, pretending to break. That's for sure fine. What about tearing for someone who passed away? So the Mishnah and the B'raisa, the Mishnah which says that he spotted, the Brisa says that he's high, are talking about a relative. But the Mishnah is talking about a distant relative that he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to do kriya for. But there's more details. He it was a distant relative, uh, but it wasn't a Talmud Chacham. It wasn't a kosher Jew. It was a Rasha, and he wasn't there. If it was a Chachim or a kosher Jew or a rasha, but he was there, then he must tear. And even by a rasha that is passing away, if you're there, it's a sefer Torah being burnt because he has some Torah and mitzvahs. And therefore, when he sees a sefer Torah being burnt, a person has to tear, right? If so, if in any of those cases it's considered chayiv because it considers something productive, if it's none of those cases, it's a rasha and he were not there. Even if it's someone's relative, he's potter because it's not considered something productive. Then we spoke about that one is supposed to cry for a kosher Jew, which passed away. And for a Chachim which passed away, then it's much more severe. And if it's a kosher Jew and, he, and someone cries, Hashem saves those tears. If it's a chachem, then and if he wasn't mourned for, then it's very severe. He brings that, the the, 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 apostle which shows that a person deserves to be buried alive. A person deserves not to have long life because he's not valuing the life of a Chacham. He could have good life but not long life. That's that's what the Gemara says. And then the Gemara also brings that if there's someone of a group or of a family which passes away, then everyone should take caution and do tshuva because you never know if it's a personal thing or it's a general midasadir. And the the question is where, when a person has to be worried, whether it's if it starts from, from the oldest or from the youngest. The oldest is like the the, the the biggest fear that you know even he didn't withstand this this uh, judgment, or the youngest because that's the, the behavior usually that the judgment starts from the youngest. So that's when a person has to be extra cautious. He has to be, has to be cautious. He has to be cautious. Good, I'm saying "But toy, that was that, the thing more is talking about. Fine. Okay. Don't we say